And how is everything? Oh, fantastic. I'm really glad I found this place. Wonderful. Is there anything else I can get for you? Oh, no, that'll definitely be it for today. But um, I saw your sign outside. Is the owner in right now? I think I saw them come in. Let me go check. Well, if they are, tell them they got themselves a buyer. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Juggalos, Juggalettes, and those who don't identify as such. This is Juggalo Judgment, where one Juggalo judges music of a non-Juggalo variety with his non-Juggalo friend. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Schmeave. <sighs> week three of vacation. Two of vacation. That's right, we're doing these weekly. This is week two yeah. of vacation. <laughs> it's so nice. One. You had one and you've already forgotten. It's so nice, man. <laughs> well, you know, we always do this every other week, so it's like yeah. hard to remember that we're it doing is, this weekly is. again. Just <sighs> just for this just for this month. This one month. This this Might month dedicated to, to the juggalos. <laughs> God damn right. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you all enjoyed last week. And I hope you're excited for this week. And if you didn't enjoy last week. Take three more off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we will resume as scheduled in uh, in May. We will. Um, which would be? Did we decide? Are we are we releasing the first episode back? I don't know. The week after our final episode of this, or two weeks after? We'll make the call when it, when we get. We'll we'll burn that bridge when we get there. It's all good. That's fine. That's fine. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but again, and we you'll don't... know whenever you see a brand new episode pop up of Juggalo Judgment. Yeah, but that doesn't matter today. None of those albums matter today. None of those albums matter for another three weeks. <laughs> We're talking about something else today, Mike. What are we What are we talking about today? We are talking about, if I if I remember correctly, since we're recording two episodes at once, um, we're listening to Judas Priest, yeah, and their album "Screaming for Vengeance." Yeah, Mike, what do you know about Judas Priest? I know that they are a fairly prominent rock band. Uh, I believe they got big in the what late 70s i think is when mm-hmm. when they really like started to come around and to my knowledge they still are a semi-active group I yes think? yes okay. they are um i'm only aware pr- prior to doing uh the listens for this i couldn't tell you like a judas priest song sure like i couldn't give you the name of one but if i heard it and then was told, oh, yeah, this is Judas Priest. I'd be like, oh, okay, I know this song. Yeah, okay. Um, because okay. I, I think I've said before, like, my mom was big into, like, the 80s, like... The 80s metal rock, scene. Yeah. He- yeah, metal, like, and hair metal style scene. Um, you know, that's how I got into Def Leppard. So I, I've obviously heard some of their stuff before. Um, but I've never actively went and been like, I'm going to listen to a Judas Priest album. Okay, okay. So um yeah, Judas Priest uh founded forever ago. I don't, I don't I don't have a whole lot of history on them, but it there there's the one thing that like everybody knows about Judas Priest and it's about their lead singer Rob Halford. Do you know anything about Rob Halford? No. He's gay. That's what everybody knows about Judas Priest. Oh. That was a whole okay. big thing because this fucking 
metal dude that all the metal dudes looked up to and were like, this guy's fuck, this guy's a fucking god, man, is is gay, and that was, you know, a big deal at the time. <laughs> I was about to say, like, was that a big thing, like, in the 80s? Like, he was, he was very open about that? It, I don't think he was open about it, no, no, no. That, that was not an open oh, thing. But Oh, um, but, like... When it, whenever when, he did come out, it was like a it, it was a it was a thing. I, th- oh, I think okay. I think it was like a big rumors kind of deal, and you know, stuff that was was confirmed eventually. Um, but yeah, there <laughs> there's something incredible about the whole thing because the the, the quintessential metal look that mm-hmm. came about in that time came from Judas Priest because Rob Halford. Got like a bunch of like shit from like S and M shops and stuff, <laughs> like you know the fucking leather and chains and stuff that like epitomizes the metal look of the time. All came from that culture that he was a part of. <laughs> I'm not surprised actually. Um, when I was doing my first couple listens, I I just had YouTube music on, um, or mm-hmm. YouTube rather, um, to play the album on my TV, and it uh, it did have the video, um in place of the track, which was dumb, for uh, one of the big hits that we'll, we'll come to on here. Sure. And I was like, oh, like, they're straight up, like, that is the look. Yes. Like, <laughs> I totally get that. And, I mean, the, the the video itself, I was like, yes, this looks like an 80s <laughs> metal video. I totally get this. I think the thing that I was most surprised about was that the guy did not, the, the lead singer does not have long hair, um, which I felt like, Every, every, like, lead singer in a metal band at the time and, uh, he had that. He almost all, like, I, don't, I, don't, nope. I don't know if he ever, he, I think he may have had long hair for a, for a phase of Judas Priest, but for the most part, Rob oh. Halford has rocked the short hair look. He was rocking that Caesar cut like, like nothing <laughs> else. I was like, all right, different for the time, but I get it. Like, all right. There, there was a period where they went through like a cowboy Everybody else had big ass hair. They, they had like a cowboy look once. It was very weird. I think that was more in the 70s where they were still kind of finding the whole thing, you know, trying trying to mm-hmm. figure out what they're doing. But once once they landed on the look. Right. Oh, uh, but yeah, they they were still touring. They might even still be touring today. I don't, I don't think they are necessarily like, you know, the covid and stuff like that. Yeah, I think because I saw I saw them live a couple years ago, not too long ago. Um yeah, uh, to this day, like Rob Halford, I think is in his sixties or seventies now, mm-hmm. and uh, as one of the iconic voices in metal, the fact that he's still able to do so much of the stuff that he did coming up is fucking incredible. The man is known for his vocal range; like it is undeniable. <laughs> so does he still sound like? Do they? Do they like? downtune or anything they downtune stuff and he he definitely takes it easier on some things you know there there, mm-hmm. there are certain things where he will sing it in a different way that's more conducive to what he's able to do now okay. um but for the most like he can still throw a falsetto out there he's his his deep the, the fact that he goes from like these deep like gravelly tones and stuff and mm-hmm. then we'll just fucking belt something <laughs> right it's it's awesome. It's so good, and we'll 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 be hearing that as we go along. Yeah, and for people who maybe have never like 
gone to that kind of concert. Like a rap show is one thing, but if you've never gone to um, a rock type show and really experienced it, it's very weird whenever you hear a song that you're so familiar with, like the the studio recording, and mm-hmm. then you hear it live and it's in like a lower key. Um, and you're <laughs> like, well, that sounds wrong. And it's like, well, kind of. It's we designed this song that's going to sound awesome in studio, but if we play it like this consistently on a tour, it is going to fucking destroy our vocal yep. cords. Um, I have only seen a handful of acts c- like do it like almost identical to how they perform it live. Yeah. I mean, and it's no just... joke, one of them is Nickelback. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. They only had to lower two of their songs in their entire set. Chad Kroger... You're fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> like, pause. but like, I've seen Def Leppard. I don't know how many times, and none, none of the songs. Oh, sound they. I mean, like, they they push it on the albums. Like, there's <laughs> exact. Well, and you can't do if that. You've day ever in, seen? Day out. If, yeah, if you've never seen like the hysteria, um, uh, like documentary, like fake, like TV movie thing, mm-hmm. um, like. He didn't try and push the falsetto voice until they were trying bringing on the heartbreak, and he was because his producer told him to try it. He was trying to be more conservative about it. Just whatever. God, yeah. But that's but that's not the man we're talking about. Hey, we're Mike. talking about Jesus Priest. So hey, Mike. Yes. <sighs> Ask me if Judas Priest ever got wrapped up in like satanic messages in music stuff. Hey, uh, hey, Shmeev. Yeah, Mike. Band's name is Judas Priest. Uh huh. Now, is that is that anybody's name in the band? No, no, it is not. Okay, okay. So priest typically has like a religious kind of connotation to it. Sure does. Is this band like? Did they ever have any like controversy? Like, uh, I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, like that rock music is the devil's music and stuff like that." Did, did this have? Did this band have anything like? Oh, they certainly did. Like, oh, let me tell you explain. a tale of uh, th- a thing that I've loved looking into lately. Uh, <laughs> so back in the day, as we all know, there was a whole big thing about um, subliminal messages in music. Uh, you know, people playing records backwards and. Uh, extrapolating whatever they want to hear out of it to make a case <laughs> against them. Led Zeppelin had that on Stairway to Heaven, um, and it, I've listened to it backwards, and the only way that you're going to hear whatever they say you're going to hear is if they flash it up on screen as it's playing. Uh, and <laughs> Judas Priest got wrapped up in a whole controversy over a tragedy, like a tragedy that happened. Um, like these two kids um, did take their own lives, Um uh, they clearly had a lot of problems going on. Um, and their parents, instead of questioning like the entirety of what was going on with them and what could have caused this to happen, uh, chose to blame the fact that uh, their kids were listening to Judas Priest um, and saying that there were subliminal messages saying, do it in the music or whatever. And it's like, well, fucking do what? Uh, so... A thing that you can do is go to YouTube and look up Rob Halford testifying and see a video of him singing one of his songs on the stand in the style that he does. 
Uh, the song Better By You, Better Than Me, not on this album, but you know, I wanted to talk about this because the history of Judas Priest and this stuff is fun. Um, so he does, he sings it, and they question the specific way that he sings it uh, because he, well, he he has like a strong release on his words. Like uh, whenever he sings it, because they ask him to sing it as he does on the album. So he does. And and so he says like, better by you, better than me. Yeah. And that yeah at the end, they're like, and I think it was his own attorney that was questioning him here just to like, you know, get the whole thing out. And she's like, so that yeah at the end is the exhalation of breath. And he's like, yes. <laughs> like, and is there, is that just, is there a reason for that? He's like, it's just the way I've always sung. It's part of my style. And <laughs> like, and there's no subliminal whatever in there. He's like, no. <laughs> uh, in oh that God. same trial, in that same trial, um, he talked about there's a whole documentary about it, actually, but he talked about um, whenever they brought up the whole subliminal messages thing, they went to the record label and got one of their records, just grabbed one at random, and he played it backwards himself to just pick something out that he could hear. And so he just wrote it down, took it to court, got up on the stand and played it for the judge. And he said, what you're about to hear is part of one of these songs backwards and you're going to hear and it, he just it was a nonsense sentence. You know, it was just words that he was able to pick out of it. And he's like, it's like the judge's eyes just lit up like it finally clicked and he got it. Like you can just make people hear whatever you want to hear. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It was that, so that's good. why that's why that's why backmasking is like so dumb. Like it's it's not not dumb, but when it's done on purpose, yeah. like, I don't know how many fucking times we pointed it out on an ICP album. Every time it's done on an ICP album, they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Like, he, he admitted to that, that like, there. as a, he, like, in part of that trial, he was like, yes, we've used it in songs before for effect, but that's yeah. just it. It's just but, for an effect. Nobody, yeah, your brain like, doesn't process things backwards. It doesn't hear that. It literally yeah. cannot. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, they're putting the messages in and you should play it backwards. You hear it. Who the fuck is just listening to the albums backwards? Yeah. And also, if you... Well, they, they think. They think that because it's backwards, it's subliminal, and your mind still understands it. But it's like, if you play a song backwards, you won't recognize what song it is forwards. Very like You very likely will not. <laughs> like, it's just not how it works. <laughs> like, you might, if you take some time, you'll hear something in it, but it's hard. <laughs> but yeah, yeah people, that was people, that. People were, were really surprised if you listen to... The song "My Name Is" by Eminem. If you back, like, if you reverse it in the chorus, you hear something. It sounds like it says it is slim, and it's like, oh, he's so, so fucking genius that he's put it in backwards. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. I mean, it's it's a fancy trick. You know, you can do that. Yeah, you can do things like that on purpose, but uh, but likely but a lot of times wasn't. it's pretty accidental. So yeah, that's uh. Man, that's some fun history for y'all. But uh, that's interesting. Now I think it's about time to to get into some get into some music. You know, we should get into some. Before music. we do that, we need Please. to prepare a drink. Prepare a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you What do you got over there, Mike? <sighs> you know what? The wise poet Joseph Utzler once said, I said Fago, fuck Mountain Dew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, 
have a Mountain Dew. Yeah, I mean, he ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, I'm enjoying my, my nice island vacation. And so I'm going to have myself some orange juice. There you go. Let's crack these motherfuckers open. Hey, you're getting a bonus. You get a pour, too. Ooh. That actually sounds very nice. Yeah, I also spilled some on my bed. <laughs> Shame on you. Oh, man, I made this a real pain for myself. <laughs> wipe this off on my nice vacation shirt. <laughs> That's completely true, by the way. You can't see it, but he is wearing a lovely island shirt that I want. It's, it's, ah. very, it's very pretty. Nice refreshing orange juice. Let's get the fuck into it. Track one, The Hellion. I'm just going to talk over this real quick because this is an instrumental intro and you've heard it all right here. Uh, well, no, you haven't because there's harmony lines in this guitar. Yeah. Um, but this is going to lead right into track two, Electric Eye. These are actually like generally labeled side by side and things. On their greatest hits, it is one track together. One track. Um, because Which threw me off the first time I was listening to it on YouTube. <laughs> and yeah. what a fucking intro. This is hype. <laughs> As I said, to lead right into Electric Eye. So I, I said uh, the first time I was listening to this on on YouTube because um, it had the the whole album together. It played the Hellion and then it played the Hellion immediately after it again <laughs> because it was the then full thing with Electric Eye. <laughs> um, that is an incredible way to open an album. Mm. Uh, the Hellion I would have been fine if that was a longer. Uh, God. A, a longer thing. I, I like um, that they keep it short, honestly. I mean, like, it, it fucking rules. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like and it I, is and I get just it. as long as it needs to be. Um, but, but yeah, damn. I could. I, I assume that, like, this would be a opener at shows, and it mm -hmm. obviously would have to go into Electric Eye. It, it can. Oh, yeah. Oh, they, they all would. The, I, I feel like it's inseparable. <laughs> these are the same song. Like, that. that is all there is to it. I don't even know if they're separate uh, listed on like an actual vinyl album. Like I think it might just be the Hellion slash electric eye. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, um, 
yeah this like i i i like the energy Mm -hmm. um right from the get-go this is this is how i would want a a metal album uh to, to open up yes uh i rob halford's lyrical imagery fucking rules like there's something he th- there are times like metal can be it, it has it has so many different uh like it, it contains multitudes there's times whenever metal is just like good job you found a thesaurus and it's just it's really awkward <laughs> and then there's time whenever the times whenever i'm just like this is just unabashedly awesome and like metal poetry and when he says quote my tearless retina takes pictures that can prove god damn man in a song that is uh, about surveillance like that is entirely what it's about um not really saying that it's a good thing in fact um he is definitely saying this from the perspective of you know, the surveillance and, you know, talking about how fucking rad he is, but it's not a good thing. <laughs> it, it's de- There's definitely a lot of, like, if he was being straight up about this, there's some sketchy-ass lines in there, but he is not. <laughs> right. I can assure this, you of that. And, and I'm on Genius now, and I'm looking. Um, and so this album came out in 1982. Yes. Um, so obviously this is when, um, technology is obviously starting to improve. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a lot of stuff about, about technology and stuff coming out in these times. Uh, other, I don't even know when metal gods was, uh, I don't know when that song was released, but that one's another one. (laughs) There's also, uh, at probably in the same area you had sticks doing, uh, Mr. Roboto and Mr. stuff. Roboto, yeah. Yeah. That was actually what I was thinking of because uh there, there's that there there's kind of a vocal effect mm-hmm. um on uh that's that's played and so, um, I was it, it does like hearken to that a little bit for mm-hmm. me just cuz I'm more familiar with that song. Yeah, yeah. So I allowed myself three songs on this album where I would skip to solos for people to listen to. Okay. Cuz if I if I allowed myself any more than that, we would listen to every solo on this album, just about. And uh, and I'll be completely honest, they're all some really <laughs> fucking great solos. So I gave myself three, and this is fucking one of them. Let's right, go. Let's go. <laughs> So here's a, a thing. So, uh, you know, I talked a lot about Rob Halford because Rob Halford is he's he's the fucking man. Uh, go follow him on Instagram. Also, he he's amazing. If you want to see this dude who posts pictures of old metal memorabilia and also pictures of him with cute animals and his cat shirts. He's your dude. <laughs> <Guy's> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but Glenn Tipton and KK Downing 
are a fucking amazing guitar duo. Like, the two of them, the trade-offs that they do. We talk about trade-offs on the show all the goddamn time. Here's some <laughs> motherfucking trade-offs for you. Two people who will, like, just... Like, the same person never stopped playing. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Editing Schmidt here with a little ASMR fun fact for you. The reason why in this particular case it sounds like only one person was playing is because this entire solo is played by Glenn Tipton. However, uh, we will come to other examples on this very album of Glenn Tipton and K.K. Downing doing trade-offs and solos. Don't you worry about that. Back to the episode. Like, they could play off each other so fucking well. And they're, they're so good. Um, I've listened to some of Judas Priest's newer releases. Um, one of them, I think K.K. Downing isn't with them anymore. I think Glenn, Glenn Tipton is still playing with them, but they have another guitarist who's filling in because they're all getting very old. <laughs> they're not able to do the stuff that they used to do as, as easily. Um, I, I feel like it's definitely very noticeable that there's somebody different there. Uh, they have a, they have this style. They play, they can play very cleanly, but their playing is also in a way very, it has like this raw kind of, kind of sketchy feel to it where it's like, I don't know. It's, it's not like perfect precision playing, but it is like very clean, very good. <laughs> You know what I mean? It feels mm -hmm. very natural. But yeah. Is that is that to the benefit or the detriment of the, the band as a whole, though? The benefit, man. These two. Okay. Like like their newer stuff, I don't care. I, I don't care for the, the stuff that like their their newer guy has. Like, no, oh, okay, he's okay. good. He's good. He is technically very good. Um, it's just the, the feel is just not quite as what mm. I what I like hearing in my in my Judas Priest. Fair enough. But yeah, yeah, makes sense. Anything else from you? No, no. I uh, like I said, this is a very, very hype open. Um, I could, I could see this being like. I'm just picturing people showing up to a Jews Priest concert, hearing the drop for Hellion, <laughs> and then just losing their fucking minds. Hell yeah, man! Throughout the rest of the show. <laughs> Goddamn, know it. <laughs> All right, try three, riding on the wind. Falsetto mm -hmm. is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I'm not even sure there that are... uh, that was all falsetto there. Maybe some... You, that wasn't? 
It's hard to tell. I mean, uh, some of it, it, it sounds like it might be the higher end of his, uh, of his chest voice. Oh, oh, and that hurts me even more. Not sure. <laughs> I, you're, it, you're, it's really you're, hard to you're tell. You're probably right. He, I could play. Well, we'll get to his, his, his falsetto for sure. Cause you know what? Now, you know what? No, now that I think about like him on that chorus, it did sound a bit fuller. Yeah, he, you can hear like the when, grit when in it from him, like belting <laughs> when he's when he's hold uh, sustaining the word wind. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, you're right. The so. dude can hold notes too, like fucking. So so disregard nobody. what I just said. <laughs> but yeah, like that is. And don't get me wrong, like it is a faster paced song, mm-hmm. but that's still like <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is. The metal version of a flexing track, as far as as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> My man is just Twi- like take some notes, twisted. It's just I'm fucking rad, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I did not put this as one of my uh, one of my guitar solo songs, but I love this one for that. <laughs> there, for after the first verse, like every verse has like guitar fills between every single line in it, and goddamn, does it fucking rule! <laughs> I, also, I love I wanna... the intro fill. Uh, lands on to me a deceptive count. Like I. My my brain frequently wants to count that completely incorrectly until like the drums fully kick in. Uh, for for the longest time, my brain would always do that to me, and like now I I still kind of do that. And it's also got a sick outro feel. Like they 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 intro with those drums, then on the outro they're like, "What if we gave him like a bar to do like a really cool fill there too?" And just hell yeah. <laughs> One thing that I notice with rock in general. And I think it's a bit more noticeable in some of the older stuff is how much you can say by saying fairly little. Oh, yeah. Because there's these verses are not long. Nope. Like <laughs> to, to, to an untrained ear, somebody who hasn't heard of, of, you know, this stuff before. Like if you weren't aware that the hook was, you know, while I'm riding, riding on the wind, you would have just thought that that was one big verse, which isn't even that long. (laughs) This track is fast and he's just like, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the, the, the the audio that's really popular on TikTok at the moment. Um, where it's like, I'm fast as fuck boy. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Let me tell you, I know exactly what you're talking about. Last night, um, off topic from this episode, we had a little TikTok night in our Discord, and at least, like, five to ten of them were, were that that audio. <laughs> I'm fast as fuck, boy! And that's, and that's what this is! Yeah. But yeah, like... It's moving. There's, there, there's, there's something very, very... Like, there's a talent mm-hmm. in like just creating verses that say a lot without actually saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is, I think it's one of the reasons why I was there, like, I could never like, like write original stuff in a rock band because I feel like there's way too much stuff I right. put in. <laughs> there's, and there's I understand a, why rappers exist. <laughs> there's, there's an old dead guy who said brevity is the soul of wit. 
is William Shakespeare. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Billy, Billy Shakes. Billy Shakes. <laughs> gotta, gotta pay attention to that dude. <laughs> Knew what he was saying. So yeah. yeah. Um, th- th- this another another hype track. Mm. They're they're just pushing through. Oh, they do. I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. Let's let's roll straight through to track four, Bloodstone. <laughs> This is one of my favorite riffs of all time. <laughs> like it's it's pretty fucking good. Good god. So, I was looking stuff up about this track because I was really curious. Um mm-hmm. Bloodstone is just like a kind of stone. Um it has, it, there's like a specific name for it, but it's because it's like flecked with red that they called it Bloodstone. And mm-hmm. uh it, it's had like various meanings like most of the meanings that it has is like uh, like beliefs of it having like healing powers and stuff like that. Uh, somewhat actually uh, potentially accurate ones um, because of like something that's in it that causes your skin to like tighten when it's oxidized or something like that. So like you know it can it can help to like close a wound potentially if you have nothing better around. Is <laughs> okay. is the impression that I got from that. Um, but yeah, then I found a movie called Bloodstone, uh, literally about like a gem called the Bloodstone and, you know, the whole greed thing and bad things happening to people over it. And I was like, is this about this movie Bloodstone? And because I mean, like he is literally talking about how like, yeah, you know, the world should be less fucked up. <laughs> you know, We should definitely learn to live with each other and not be shit. How about that? But Bloodstone, the movie, came out in 1988, six years after this album. So they ripped off Judas Priest is what I came to. They, they totally <laughs> I, I I don't have much for this one. I'm sorry. I was I was really enthralled in, in, in your discussion. Oh, okay. um, I don't have much for this one. But, I mean, it we, we are slowing it down a little bit compared <laughs> to our last couple tracks, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but they're still bringing energy. Bring the there heat. There is... There, there is no, there is no chill, and <laughs> his, that is a good thing. His vocal <laughs> delivery on "We should learn to live and simply let it." Be. <laughs> like, That's like, <laughs> like, dude, and the fact that like, 
still like is sounding like that. Oh yeah. For for a lot of his stuff, like that is a testament to that dude's throat. Like <laughs> props, man. Oh yeah. Um so this is another track mm-hmm. that I took the solo for. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh so I mean, Man, you're you're knocking the, we're only on track what four and, it's okay. and you're already getting two of them. All right. It's okay, there okay. aren't that many tracks on this album, so That's true. That's true. <laughs> I spread them out well enough. sections of that it's just so much there's there's so much in that like the the very beginning of that being like i just i don't know man i can't i I can't even talk about shit right now i'm just fucking like (laughs) now uh aside from uh the the opening track hellion electric eye yes um when you saw them in uh, in concert are there any other ones like major ones on this that they performed live um obviously i could think of you know two songs from the end would be uh, one of them <laughs> yeah yeah um there there's several or three songs the third from the end um this this is a pretty this this was a pretty big album from mm-hmm. them in general like it, it is widely considered to be one of their best um there's I was, there's debate over that, but it is it is definitely why like it, it's up there, and several songs that one. This. Yeah, yeah. Hellion Electric Eye. I, I, uh, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure they do Bloodstone from time to time. I don't remember if they did it whenever I saw them. Mm-hmm. Um, one track in particular is always done, no matter what. They will not. <laughs> they will not skip it. <laughs> I guess uh, what I wanted to know was, um, are any of the ones that have these, you know big solos that that we've discussed um how similar they are to uh the studio recordings they they rip them out basically as really yeah 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 (laughs) that's the thing is is solos in 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 rock i mean i think is is the the primary format i think yeah um are are always there, there's a certain construction to them that I will never, <laughs> never understand. Um, we've we've mentioned before we're Shmeem and I are both musicians, um, to an extent. Uh, I, um, whenever I was in band in in like high school and whatnot, I played the trombone, and uh, I was in jazz band, and there were solo sections. I could not perform a solo unless it was written out. <laughs> and I did it pretty much straight to what the notes were written as on that paper. Because mm-hmm. my brain does not think of, oh, this section is in blank key. I'm okay to do blank <laughs> notes or blank notes leading into the next thing or whatever. 
Um, obviously, there's a lot of like playing around to figure out what sounds correct. Yeah. And what sounds like it will work to where, you know, a section of notes might not sound great right in that measure that they're playing, but because it's leading into the next section, it works. Yep. <laughs> it drives me fucking nuts. And so that's why I always wonder, you know, oh, this song that's super popular has this wicked guitar solo in it. What's the live version like? They're... Do they typically keep it like as close to what they put out as they originally did mm -hmm. do they go fucking ham <laughs> i know that whenever um uh what was the band um living color oh yeah um for those who don't know they uh one of their most popular songs is called a personality yes which was featured on guitar hero 3 it was guitar hero 3 they used all of the original masters for the songs however they didn't have the original masters so they re-recorded the the track in living color themselves re-recorded it <laughs> yes they re-recorded the the track and made the shit even more fucking insane than it originally was like that's amazing and like not to say the original one was was bad or anything they just technology had improved and they were just better over time and they got to make it even like crazier oh yeah Ver so vernon reed whenever he would play it live would go fucking off and the version that they re-recorded was much closer to his live style mm -hmm. thing that he would do than than the mm -hmm. original studio, which in the in the original studio was already like really fucking raw, chaotic, fucking <laughs> right, right, ripping. Yeah, there, there's a whole lot of different, uh, you know, there, there there are different styles that that people approach live stuff from. Um, there there are some guitarists who will never play the same way twice whenever they're performing a song. Um, they will take, they'll take like the structure of it and they'll take a few of the iconic sounding licks from it, but they'll just fucking take it wherever they want to go uh, from there. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll hit the things that people want to hear. And then the stuff in between that is whatever the fuck they feel in the moment. I wish I could do that more, but I don't have the focus and brain power for that in my current form. Maybe in the future, uh, I'll, I'll have the, something. People like really that. like the uh, squeedly versus meadly section. You have to have that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whenever whenever I do stuff, I tend to to like to work out thing. I, I I play it over and over again until I find the things that I like. And I do that forever. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's fair. That's my I, style. I, I, I've totally done that. I did that in, in Steel Drums, actually. Yeah. Where we were forced to have... We were forced to do a, a solo for this one thing when I was in college. And it was a song that we totally played in uh, in high school. And so I just remembered part <laughs> of the solo that was done on another set of the drums. Not the ones I played, <laughs> But I was like, oh, I can fucking do it, so I'm going to. <laughs> Meanwhile, there was somebody in the audience who went to our school and God. was like, <laughs> they saw it and they were, I knew they were like, <laughs> they just copied that. <laughs> yeah, I did a... Uh, it's also why Dragon Force apparently is not great live. They, they are much better than, than they once were live. Uh, really? They, I heard uh, they were well, the, not amazing. The thing is, uh, and I actually talked with a friend about this recently. Um, some of the things that... Ha one of the shows that most people pointed to at the time was one where everything went wrong like oh. like their audio stuff was fucked they couldn't really hear each other or anything like that like their their monitoring was garbage and their text basically gave up and so <laughs> they just got fucking trashed 
Okay. okay. <laughs> like they they were drunk, which is true for a lot of their shows, but they were probably way more wasted than usual. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they they they, can, they definitely can do way better than than what they used to and what that one show showed. <laughs> that said, Sam Taubman is still a really sloppy guitarist. I love him, but he is he's he's got his stuff. Anyway, that's a whole lot of tangents on soloing and, and yeah. music stuff. Let's, let's let's But we've but we but you specifically pointed out our second solo of yeah <laughs> of, of of your pick of three. So well, let's let's bring it back. Track five. Take these chains. track so much <laughs> that like, key change right before the chorus is it almost sounds like it's wrong it's not a key and change it's, actually it's not no no it's still the same key oh that's weird i, I mean i think i think it's definitely like a bit of a, a, a so it's not like a full-on key change but i think they're definitely doing a little bit of, of borrowing here and there i don't know my music theory mm. enough to be able to uh identify <laughs> what they're doing precisely I think I think it's just like a chromatic walkdown, maybe. Mm, possibly. It almost th- this almost starts off kind of ballady, mm-hmm. and then it's not. <laughs> you know, it's it's in the zone of a ballad. <laughs> Judas Priest certainly does have ballads um, mm-hmm. on 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 some albums here and there, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I think that like the the metal slash hair metal bands of the time like ballads were kind of like you only do them occasionally yeah yeah and it's and it's and it's to cater to a certain group (laughs) of people slash women uh (laughs) those people are also me (laughs) which is which is which is why which is why people there there's people who don't think that uh Def Leppard is a metal group because it has so many fucking ballads. <laughs> I I love uh, I love me a good rock metal ballad. They're so good. God so, yeah, damn. this 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 kind of feels like it at the beginning. The chorus kind of change like pushes it away, but it's still yeah. like in that. I mean, it, and even like the general tone of the song itself is is in that zone. You know, talking about mm-hmm. like you know so, somebody not being who you thought that they were when and whenever they show themselves you you try to get away from them but you're still like attached to that idea the the person you believed them to be and yeah it's rough man <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot more to say, but I love this track. That's that's mm -hmm. what I got. The the fucking chorus feels so good to just yeah, fucking this belt a, out. It's great. It it has a big hook, and that's I I, I do like that a lot. And whenever like, we get to the like the bridge on it that goes into the solo, it just fucking rules. Like Rob Halford can deliver lines so well. Whenever he's the the bridge, I don't owe you anything. Why don't you get out of my life? <laughs> through it all the memories uh what is it through it all the memories cling and i can't sleep at night his it's just like i believe every word of that i believe every word especially when he says why don't you get out of my life i'm like yeah yeah man <laughs> god damn god damn <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's that track got anything else i don't okay Track six, Pain and Pleasure. song a i mean it goes into like the the, the judas priest snm connection <laughs> very heavily he he throws it in in a lot of stuff like it's it is just it's everywhere See, and had you not said anything i wouldn't have even like given it a second <laughs> thought i'd have been like no i totally get that everybody's got had that and you're just like no <laughs> yeah I, well, I mean like you know it's underlying it's, tones it's that but it's also th like there have been thousands of jokes throughout throughout like where people were just like nobody knew rob halford was gay it's a it's a very like nobody knew icp were about god thing <laughs> it's just you know it's like you got the image you have the song turbo lover you have <laughs> all of it man and i i was listening to this and i was like you know, without Halford as a singer on this, like the the track itself could be like a backing for like a tough guy country song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it's right. I think whenever the pre-chorus starts, there's there's additional guitar that kicks in. Uh -huh. Um, 
and that sounds cool as shit. They got like a little not, slidey kind of thing going on. There. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not doing the same thing that the the first guitar was, and that sounds cool as hell. I actually didn't even really hear it until I had these these headphones on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not not to say that it would be unremarkable without the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um. But obviously, like. The vocals enhance the song so much more because his style puts exist. so much into it. Like, yes, it's, the the mixture of the two is is like so good. Yeah, I feel like this one kind of like I like this track well enough. It's it's not like one of my favorites on the whole thing, and mm-hmm. but in general, I really like it. It feels like it's like piggybacking off of the idea of take these chains. <laughs> it's like let's just continue this thought process here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I. Like different style, but you know, thematically. <laughs> I think this is probably the slowest track on here too. Uh, definitely, yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we've gone. This is just past the midway point uh, of this album. I mean, it has not relented, which is <laughs> not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah it keep, keeps it pounding along, man. And even so, like this is still like it has some punch to it. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is what you want. So, yeah. We got the big reverb on that snare just cracking. It's always there. All right. Yep. Well, let's let's move right along to track 7, the title track, Screaming for Vengeance. that this is my third solo well of course it is what the fuck are you thinking here we go this track <laughs> man <laughs> what do you got for me mike <laughs> man those uh 
those 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 paired up uh, guitars on that solo. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. I like that. It's such I good like harmonies that. in it's, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty dope. I I have a question for you. Go on. Obviously, this is the title track. Yes. Uh, of this album. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily regarding this album in particular, but okay. how how often do we have a song that is the title of the album? That's super late in the album. <laughs> Either A, well, I mean, that's that's part of it. But what are, like, are there any occasions where that is, like, one of the standout tracks or kind of the, like, this is a whatever song, why did you call the album this? <laughs> Like, maybe they thought the song was going to be bigger than what it was, and it's not. I mean, I have a very good example of that. It's Three Days Grace 1X. Oh, I, you told me before that you really don't care for that song. I'm like, it's not a bad song. Well, it's definitely not um, one of the best songs on that album. It's a pretty whatever's track at best. Isn't it the final song on the album? Yeah. Too? Okay. <laughs> um, And so I was just curious, like, this isn't, this this one for me was like when I got to the hook, like I like the hook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it th- this is doing the opposite of what I said about like oh yeah you can say a lot by saying little. It's like no he's <laughs> he's writing out a thesis on this fucking one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is not bad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's I mean you do have to like listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Um, Because he's saying it quickly. Oh, he's spitting truth, too. (laughs) Oh, for real, for real. Um, But this one for me was like, when I got to the hook, yes, I dig that. But, you know, aside from the the solos, nothing else really, like, jumped at me. The the style of this one, uh, this, this, this one's a very kind of unusual one really like in it in its style and stuff like that like his singing and stuff on the verses like as a kid i was just like i didn't care as much for this one i was a breaking the law kind of kid i love that track mm-hmm. you know i that, that was that was my shit and it was it was as i got older that i got really more into like the you know the the high vocals in metal and i was like <laughs> and just the speed of this track and everything it it all it all comes together for me i i fucking love this one but uh yeah talking talking a whole lot of shit on just being fucking propagandized and kicked down by the fucking man and you know eventually you 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 crack and you get fed into the grinder when you outlive your usefulness now, this was in 82 yes. that this album came out. What other groups were doing something similar? Like like having style-wise. But I'm the, saying like no uh, lyrically. Lyrically. Like, okay. Yeah, uh, like, a lot who, of who them actually. Was... Like you would have had um like Queensryche was around at this time, uh, I, I believe. Shit. You know, them saying I mean, like Dio was around. Um Black Sabbath Black Sabbath has been doing that shit since the seventies and shit. You know, like War Pigs, you know, they're right, they're, right. They're okay. big track. Like metal metal for a very long time has been very anti anti this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden was doing that. 
Iron Maiden's all about it, man. That was okay. that was always the weird thing about Iron Maiden was people always, you know, because of their their imagery and stuff, they have their their fucking mascot who's a decaying zombie dude and, you know, they they're they they had imagery in their lyrics and stuff that was very uncomfortable to people, but like the things that they're saying with it is what's important. When it in two minutes to midnight, when he says the body bags and little rags of children torn in two, he's not saying this is a good thing. He follows it up immediately immediately with the line and the jellied brains of those who remain will put the finger right on you. He's talking about fucking people, you know, playing politics and shit to make money off of the war machine that they're feeding your children to. <laughs> That's... That was their thing. And everyone's like, oh my god, all of this demonic imagery. And so it's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so guys, let us know what, uh, what your favorite... Uh you know, anti-establishment song of the 80s <laughs> and whatnot is. Uh, God. Check them out. I was just curious because I, w I wasn't sure. Like, I know that obviously, like, rebellion was kind of like a thing. But For I didn't sure. know, like, how explicitly it was, like, said in other bands' music at the time. Yeah. Not just, like, you know, not not people just saying in interviews, like, oh, yeah, you know, we right. hate this or whatever <laughs> stuff. Like, I wanted to know, like, who explicitly in their music was, like, hey, fucking pay attention. I think around <laughs> this time, also, uh, Dio would have been fronting Black Sabbath in this era. I don't, I don't remember when he actually joined Black Sabbath, because um, he sang for them for a while, so this would... I think I think the 80s, at least the decade within the decade, he was definitely singing with them. That would have been when Heaven and Hell was released, which was it's a fucking ripper of a track <laughs> for stuff like okay. that. But yeah, screaming for vengeance, man. I love also the fucking second half of the chorus where they have like just the scream that pans across. I love it, man. It's so good. There's this. So many good touches in this. So yeah. Track 8. You've got another thing coming. Lose yourself. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Which is to say, lose yourself is the hip hop. The rap, you've got you another got thing nothing. coming. 
this is uh, yeah. this this is like one of their biggest radio hits. Like this this is yes. up there. This you, is the you one will, that I knew. You will hear this played today on rock stations like some of their other tracks um will be played like more so on like a heavy metal station you'll hear this on like a regular classic rock station right this is the song that i was aware of beforehand um did not know it was judas priest yeah but you know i would say like oh yeah i've heard this song before um if i remember looking this up properly this was not um this was a, more of a last-minute song, really. I think on this album, interesting. Like that is kind of how was... things work. That it's a very strange thing, uh, a, f- a phenomenon that bands having to throw something together for a final track, and then it ends up just being the big hit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah that's that's what it sounded like. Was they were like playing around with it, and then like the song started to take shape, and then I think that their label was the was the ones that said you know this is going to be a single nice um i think that's how it went and you know if, if, it, I, if the story was right it's just I, a very... I like that whenever the last minute tracks become <laughs> so fucking big that's how that's how the real slim shady was as big as it fucking was really that song and yeah he made oh. that song in fucking three hours because the label was like you don't have a radio single and so he made that in three hours and submitted it um yeah, so yeah i i knew this one ahead of time Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know anything like about it. It was it was yeah. like oh, if it's on the radio, it's like okay, I'll jam to this. Sure. Yeah, it, it's it's you know it's it's one of those like timeless kind of songs. You know, like there's there's never a time when you can't have a song that's about like you know I'm not gonna let chances slip by. I'm not talking shit anymore. Fuck all y'all. I'm gonna do the goddamn thing. And uh, I know that I have used up my allotment of solos for this album. But there's a bridge here that I want everybody to hear, and I'm going to cut it before the solo, so. his voice fully uh fade out there (laughs) i love that bridge i will listen to this track i will scream that in my car (laughs) we've all got songs like that yeah man and i'm i'm picturing this song being in you know the the typical 80s movie (laughs) and this being like the the uh the montage of the the guy like preparing (laughs) This is the song for that. I could see it. I could see it. This is, this is in this is in Rocky, and he's training. You know, if they didn't have Eye of the Tiger, <laughs> this is what's playing whenever he's running up the steps of the fucking building. Uh, he ran up the steps to gonna fly. Now, what are you thinking? You gonna knock me out? You got nothing coming. <laughs> never seen a rocky movie uh <laughs> you should the first two are pretty good but yeah this is this was a big radio hit mm-hmm. for good reason it's, oh for sure it's, this this could appeal to a lot of people so <laughs> i dig the song yeah it's pretty good that's 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 what it is man love that track uh coming up near the end here uh track nine yeah. fever <laughs> 
I took a note here that it kicks in at one minute, uh, because otherwise we're gonna listen to this for two fucking minutes. Uh, I don't care, because that's... Okay, if you want to go through it, the whole thing. Fucking... I try to I minimize the listening. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, because it kicking in... Spoiler, this is one of my faves. Yes. Yes. Because of it kicking in. such a basic bitch with music. <laughs> I think I've said this before that one of my favorite things in music it, it's it's too simple. One song's got to be in 4/4 four four. <laughs> cuz again, I'm a basic bitch. I love I love consistent downbeats with bass hits. Yeah. And when it kicks in, that's what it does. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. It's just driving. <laughs> and I love that because it just sets like, I was taking a walk last night. I was walking my dog and this came on. I, w I slowed down on this walk <laughs> to match the tempo for this song. Because it's just... It starts off all kind of like, kind of solemn, kind of like, um, oh, what was the the track we mentioned before? Uh, oh, like Take Pleasure. These Chains. Take These Chains, yeah. uh, which, you know, started off kind of ballady. Yeah, yeah. This kind of does that too. Mm -hmm. And then whenever, you know, it comes on, you know, midnight through the, or uh, midway through the first verse, I'm like, oh, yes, let's just <laughs> fucking go. I'm in on this. It's not like, it's not super like, loud and out there oh. it's just establishing something they you know they hit the simple. big chord the drums start moving and that's what i want and he just that's keeps going with a, with a second with a second verse there it's just yeah and the chorus the chorus admittedly is not like it's not anything to write home about no it's it's, it's, it's simple it's, it, it works yeah. it does its job <laughs> yeah exactly and you know what this is not one where rob halford is doing the rob halford things but I mean, he doesn't have to do it every song. <laughs> oh, yeah, 
I this this makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy. But yeah, you know, he's he's talking about being, you know, secluded by, you know, depression and stuff and then finding a reason to 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 walk the streets. Uh this reason may in fact be a person or possibly drugs. Um that's here's a notable thing about Judas Priest. Uh, Rob Halford struggled a lot with uh, substance addiction throughout a lot of his life. Uh, he is clean nowadays, uh, and it's good. I'm, I'm glad that he is. Uh, I, yeah, glad glad he's he's done well for himself and and recovered very well. Proud of That's him. That's good. I love that guy. <laughs> good job, Rob Halford. If you're listening, come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about. <laughs> I, I don't know, fucking uh, bank out boom with us. Shmeev, Shmeev, no, Shmeev's gonna have a one-off episode instead. Of, instead of an episode of Mike Check, Shmeev, Shmeev will do yeah. his own. Just, just interview Rob Halford. All right, uh, Rob Halford. Next April, you're gonna cover a Dio album with us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fever, yeah. man. The yeah. the other like song that's close to a ballad, but yeah, exactly, <laughs> and. Not like I said. I know, I'm not saying ballads are are like a bad thing. No, they they should be done properly. Um, but yeah, this this one stands out to me. I don't know why. <laughs> normally, normally Mike's all like, "Oh, it's not a slow song, so you know it can't be that good." And meanwhile, I'm like, "This is like the second slowest song on the album." And I'm fucking rocking. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they don't. They really don't drop to like a slow, slow tempo. No, like, like no. pain and pleasure is the only one, but like it's so fucking just heavy, you can fucking move your head to it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, here we go. This this is it. This is the last track here. Um, last track. The the version that I have does have like last a bonus track, track but I don't care. Uh, we're not talking about it. Uh, we're going. I did original. listen to that one. Well, we're going for the original Screaming for Vengeance album. We're okay. just going to talk about uh, this one. Uh, here's track 10, Devil's Child. here is a metal gold digger track that's what that is yeah what do you got for me <laughs> I, I mean you pretty much said it um i'm on uh i'm on genius right now and uh it looks like this might have been added fairly recently actually uh oh. was uh 
Devil's Child is the other track from Judas Priest's eighth and best selling album, Screaming for Vengeance. L- lyrics is lyrics is written by Rob Halford, and he said about the song's theme, it's just another bad side of a relationship thing about somebody ripping you off. You know, you think everything's going fine, and the person backtracks on you and steals everything you've got. Yeah. Um. There, there's really not much else to say I didn't mark, about it. It's this is very self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mark where the the bridge is, but the bridge vocals directly next to the verse where he's got like this lower grit really shows his range because he is fucking launching into the stratosphere on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, I, I feel like this this is such a good closer for the album because literally the ending line is just I can't stand it it just ends like that's it <laughs> yeah he's um he's he's going off on that chorus mm-hmm. probably more than a- any other song on this album <laughs> like this one has the most like raw like kind of like fuck you feeling yeah. to it um which makes me think that maybe he was feeling some things when he wrote it yeah yeah you know somebody may have uh Made him a little bit mad. <laughs> yeah. He he so, angry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um I mean fucking we came in high energy, we ended high energy. For sure. For sure. So yeah. I not, that's not, another not thing about this. To... I feel like this album, pretty good sequencing in general. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. It's just it rolls. Like fever is is I feel like a lot of people would look at Fever as like a really weird late track that like a lot of like slower tracks get thrown late in the album and people get really mad about that or whatever because they're like, oh, but I'm already running out of energy. How can you do this to me? Yeah, but it's so it works really well because the energy is so fucking high for the rest of this album. Like, like you got take these chains and you got Fever are probably like the like pain and pleasure isn't like a low energy track. It's just slower. But those yeah. two are probably like the ones that are most subdued, and yet they're surrounded by so much energy, and they yeah. still bring so much in the track. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I would have, I would have understood if Fever was slightly earlier on the on the album but for sure. I don't. That's why whenever we were going through, I was like, "Wait, where's the where's the one that I really fucking like?" And I'm like, "Wow, it's it's all the way at track nine. And mind you, I did listen to the version that had the the extra song on it. Yeah, the the uh, the bonus um, one has "Prisoner of Your Eyes," which is a seven minute song, uh, which pushes yeah, this uh, nice tight like thirty eight minute album to way more than that. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also a live track, a, li- a live, live version of, of Devil's Child, Child, actually, which. Um, they they play it pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I was super surprised about. I was like, oh, holy shit. That was, like, pretty damn close. Um, so, yeah. This this album was bookended very well, but it was set up really fucking good, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, give, give, me a, give me an overall. Give me, give me a wrap up here, Mike. What do you got? What do you got for me? So, for someone who's never listened to Judas Priest but has, you know... And a, a general appreciation for, you know, rock at the time. This this doesn't overshadow Def Leppard for me as, you know, my favorite rock band of the time. I mean, I wouldn't expect it to. That's fair. <laughs> but that said, this was generally very enjoyable. 
Um, I sadly did not look at like the lyrics while I was doing my listens, and I'm finding that I should be doing that more often, <laughs> um, just so I can really dig more into it. And so, really seeing a lot of the stuff as we're doing our our review now is helping me to piece some stuff together. But I get why you chose this one. Yeah, I really do. Um, cool, cool. I'm glad. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I generally dig it. This um, it's 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 a pretty fun record, and the fact that it's uh, not super fucking long, which it's tight, man. Man, whenever whenever the fact that we like and you know Roach Coach spoiled us by doing the you know between thirty and fifty minutes is respectful of our time, and finding this is. You know, the regular version of this album, 38 minutes long. Yeah, man. Man, that is <laughs> that is pretty damn easy. Nice 10 like, tracks, tight, concise. Yeah. Effectively it's, nine it's, songs because the hell you Hell and electric guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not, 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 not a bad record, honestly. What, uh, what, what, would you, what would you take from this, buddy? <sighs> so this is the, this is the hard part. Oh, for sure. Um... <laughs> Because some of the stuff, like, not necessarily, like, ran together, but it was more of, like, okay, what pieces of specific songs did I like so much that it pushed me to enjoy the song more as a whole? Um, And Fever is definitely one of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, It's not the most, like... Again, it's not the most extravagant song or anything on this record. No. It's just, it's doing those couple things that I love in music. There's power in simplicity. in there. And I like it. Um, is it bad if I combine Hellion and Electric Eye? No, no, that, that's, that's, what I'm, okay. that's what I'm doing because those tracks are going on both of our... There's no question about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I... Hmm... Part of me is going to be basic and, and be like, oh, you got another thing coming. And it is a good song. It is. It is a good song. But. I wouldn't blame you. I think. It's, it's between one and. There's there's two. Is it take there's these chains two. and you've got another thing coming? It is not, actually. Okay. Um, hmm. I think. Uh, it was between take these chains and pain and pleasure. I think okay. it's going to be take these chains. Oh, okay. I think it's like, yeah, take these chains. Okay, so Fever, Electric Eye, take these chains? Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go with Electric Eye. Um, this is very tough for me as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think I'm going to go Screaming for Vengeance. I'll grab the title track on that one. Okay. And then, oof. Oofa doofa. Um, I might have to go with Bloodstone. My, okay. my three solo tracks that <laughs> I, do, I love them so much it's it's a tough choice you know like there's so much good shit on here if i was gonna drop one i would probably drop pain and pleasure honestly it's okay. not even because i like hate it or anything like that it's just of of the tracks on here i i could drop it i didn't even think about like dropping anything because i was just well like, you have no, to this, now this is fine i guess you have to you have no choice these are the difficult no. decisions we have to make on this show. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might get rid of Bloodstone. That's fair. Wow. 
It's okay. Maybe. You can do, you can do whatever you want, man. I don't know. I just want to note that I am two for two on albums it's hard to cut a track from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know how long that'll stay. Uh, So, yeah, that's fucking Jesus Priest screaming for vengeance. Um, Yep. Mike, thanks for thanks for, uh, you know, joining me for this. Thanks, thanks, yeah, for, thanks thank for coming you for along suggesting for this, ride. this one. This was this one was this was also a cool one. This this month, man. Like I said, seeing your picks initially, I'm like, all right, I guess we'll do these. And then when we were doing listens, because uh, spoiler, we're recording two episodes uh, at once today. Yep. And I was like, man, Shmeev chose a fucking range this month, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just, I like some stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, all right, man, let's 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 fucking do this. And you know what? This one, not 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 bad. I think I preferred Protoman a little bit more, but this was still pretty cool. And I would not be opposed to checking more of the group stuff. All right. Well, with all that, I mean, you can find us in in places if you wanna if you wanna hear last week's thing or whatever the fuck else we do (laughs) (laughs) if you weren't into this stuff maybe you came here for a different maybe our title gave you a different idea as to what you were gonna hear and you were like i don't remember a single juggalo album called screaming for vengeance what the fuck is going on here and well, You're like, well, Twisted has been doing rock stuff recently. Maybe they covered a Jesus Priest album. I don't know. And then you're like, Act 2, The Father of Death. What the fuck is this? Where, where's the Juggalo music? Well, you can find it in like the rest of our shit. And if you exactly. want to come and yell at us about all of the not-Juggalo shit that we're doing right now, you can do that on our various social medias. We have a Facebook. Juggalo Judgment. We got a Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. We got an instant gram. Juggalo Judgment. If you want to, like, rant at us for an extended period of time without as much of a uh, character limit, you can send us an email. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. If you want to yell at me specifically for making Mike do this... You can do that on my personal Twitter. You didn't make me do this. I'm the one who suggested this. So, you know, (laughs) you can actually yell at me because I'm the one who came up with the idea of it. You can yell at me at Mike Spawn, the S-E-J on Twitter or uh, on Instagram, uh, straight at Juggalo. Also, something that I want to just ask people to do. Go ahead and share our stuff. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't, guess we don't talk don't about just that leave, very much. Don't just leave Juggalo Judgment all tucked away on your phone, <laughs> you know, like like we're a secret or anything. Go ahead and share it with everybody. You know go what? ahead and post episodes on the social media. Go ahead, go on other people's podcast pages and tell them <laughs> to look at us. Go to fagolovers.net and the time. post our episodes on there. Now is the time to grab your non-Juggalo friends and say... <laughs> I got four episodes of a podcast you should listen to. And then maybe they'll keep listening on their own. And maybe they'll check out the rest of us. 
yeah go they'll get maybe they'll get at least like two or three episodes of our regular stuff in before they give up (laughs) (laughs) and then and then they'll be like i know nothing about juggalo stuff but clearly these people aren't juggalos uh they don't uh they don't respect dead body man all of your non-juggalo friends will be like these guys don't like dead body man what the fuck All they right, think, everybody. I think it's a slightly below average song. God. <laughs> Two stars on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for, for listening. Beginning to end like you always do. Oh. We appreciate it. Again, hit us up on our various socials. Let us know what you think. Let yeah. us let us know what you think about this record. I really want to hear back on this it. month. <laughs> What's that? I, I really want to hear back on this month. I, I think I said it in the last one. I, I'd love for people to talk to me about these albums that I actually know things about. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that I have sure. history with. <laughs> yeah, like I, I really enjoy when people like offer their perspectives of the stuff, especially like if they have, you know, maybe their own background with it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. my dad used to listen to this record and stuff. Right. So I know this and whatnot. So. Yeah, we want to see that stuff. Let us know. And uh, and yeah. With all that. That's that's pretty much it. There's only one thing left to do. And that's to finish your beverage. Peace out, y'all. Peace. <laughs>